Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. This week we head back to our cruise forum in December, where Travel Weekly's Lucy Huxley hosted a panel session looking at what to expect from the future of the cruise industry. Joining her are Executive Committee members Oceania Cruises' Bernie Carter, Seabourn and Holland America Line's Lynn Narraway, Morella Cruises' Chris Hackney and Celebrity Cruises' Joe Jamowska. Check it out. All right, now we've got uh, got to cover a lot. Welcome, everybody. First of all, um, I'll start with you, Joe, who's sitting next to me. Sorry, I'm not picking on you. But quick summary of 2019. We, we heard at our business breakfast last week that, you know, the first quarter was pretty dire, but things did actually pick up, even with everything going on. Is that how Cruz saw things, or is it a bit different? So I think overall, as an industry, considering everything that we've heard, everything that Tony said, everything that uh, Ted mentioned earlier as well to, uh, this afternoon... As an industry, we've held up well. I mean, from a sector point of view, considering that many of us have had a very good year, last year was a strong year for the industry, despite exchange rate, despite the European situation, the uncertainty, I think, yes, I think cruise has held up incredibly well as a sector. I think the mainstream land-based family market has had a bigger struggle than cruise overall. are, Are you where you... Uh, expected to be behind, ahead. I mean, given what happened, you know, are you are you happy with where our, you are? Our, uh, overall, as a corporation, our Q3 results are very strong, and we are predicting 2019 to be a stronger year than 2018. Okay, and is that due to just talking with Ted there? You know, we've got some certainty. Do you think? I mean, I'll, I'll move on and ask one of the others, but do you think now we've got a bit of certainty? Are you expecting now to uh, get better consumer demand? Do you think things are going to pick up on the back of that result? I I hope so, and I think it's up to all of us to be confident and put that message across and now kind of just get on with it and move forward. Um, We've all got amazing brands, and we've got a big message, and I think, you know, Joe's point about the the pound and the currency, cruising is such good value. It's how we get that message across um, in wave. And has that been a problem in the last year because of the, you know, the strength of the pound? Has that been a Well, I think think we've always... You know, uh, uh, clear on the exec con, we always have conversations. Should we focus on value? Should we talk about price? Or do we focus on destination experience and service? But maybe now's the time to talk and put value back into the messaging because okay. and, and go up against some of the hotels yeah. and the hotel industry and the package packages. Okay, rather than Bernie, you're nodding. Uh, I mean, how's this going to translate into turn-of-year campaigns and what the cruise industry... What, what, are you, what are we expecting to see? I mean, I know we've reported on some cruise lines campaigns already, but yeah. not everybody's. Are we going to see price messages really coming to the fore at turn-of-year? Uh, I'm not so sure. I think the, the whole value aspect is really coming through. This year in particular has seen a real drive to what people get for their money. And everybody that is a discerning traveller understands that value. So you will get late sales where you have price-focused product. But I think it's more about inclusion now, particularly the cruise industry. We can really send out a message of just how much we include in that price. There are a number of brands around here that have done the the, uh, comparisons over the years. You compare it against a land-based holiday 
and it's so much better value. Yeah, I know that, but you could have said that any time and probably have on every panel that I've ever moderated. I mean, I'm not being rude. I'm just yeah. saying that, you know, what is different about... Sorry, yeah. but, you know, we... She's well, getting I, frustrated. I, I, yeah. <laughs> or is, I just want people okay. to go away with something different. You know, is there something different that the cruise lines are going to be doing, given the year we've had yeah. and the fact that we're now saying, OK, we've got some clarity, some stability in the market, yeah. what's going to change? OK, so I'll go back to what Joe was saying. We were able to get good returns during uncertain times we're now coming into a more stable time so we'll be able to drive harder with that message okay. and see prices go even further okay all right good uh let's move on from the politics hello chris we'll bring you anybody can answer this question obviously uh we mentioned in our top 10 of the year big upheaval in the industry with the collapse of thomas cook so what has the industry the cruise industry learned from that collapse what will we change going into 2020 to ensure that our businesses are better you know, uh, set up to manage those kind of upheavals. I don't know if anyone wants to take that. Sorry, Chris, you haven't spoken yet. We'll go to you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's been a lot of change in the, in the last 12 months, as we've talked about before, really. I think, you know, for, from our perspective, it's about making sure we're working with all our partners out there, really, to have that, that broad distribution that's really important to, to sell our our ocean cruises and uh, to support Giles, Tui River Cruises as well. I'm, I'm a supporter of River Cruises. So I think from, from our perspective, I think it's working with our partners to understand the challenges they face. The what broader can, distribution is what you, you know, to make sure you've got, not got your eggs in one basket. And yeah, but I think it's more, more broader than that in terms of actually what, what are the things that customers are asking that we can support on in terms of some of the, the messaging really to uh, support all cruise lines in terms of getting sales in through, through turn of year. January is going to be a, a critical period for, for all cruise lines. Uh, I think there's, there's definitely some opportunities out there. I think the fact that we're already starting to see exchange rates improve. Yep. And I think particularly for, for, from our perspective, where obviously our bookings are in, in pounds really, but our cost bases in euros and dollars, that, that that's helps. just more opportunity going yep. forward for us. Okay, Joe. Yeah, I, listen, I think as an overall industry, not just a cruise industry, the way in which the Thomas Cook situation was handled, um, has been incredible and, you know, uh, uh, the most trusted brand in travel, uh, incredibly tough time and an ex-cookie myself um, and I think we should be really proud, A, in which the way that we've rallied around many people in the industry, uh, many of whom are here today and have been friends with the industry for, for years and also the way in which we've handled it from a guest point of view. Yeah. The primary thing was from a customer point of view, we want to make sure that they know their holiday is safe and that they're looked after. And I think that's where collectively, as a cruise industry, and certainly as an industry overall, we should be really proud of that. Okay. Because over weeks, but it's really important, this is the biggest name in travel, but over weeks, most of those consumers, in fact, pretty much all of them, I know there's still some challenges in, in some of the refunds, their holiday is safe, they're going on holiday, and that's what is critical. So externally, we've done a great job, yes. but internally within the industry, there have been issues over data, um, yep. in terms of suppliers that we're, we're working with, Thomas Cook as a retailer, and, and obviously having quite a lot of issues trying to contact customers, etc. So is there something the industry needs to do? I know a lot of cruise lines, I'm not talking about anybody specifically here, but if you could talk from, you know, on a clear um, hat on, a lot of cruise lines were stung by struggling to be able to you know, make amends as they wanted to. Yeah, I think it's a complex situation and there's absolutely learnings. One of the things is how important it is that we are able to be able to contact customers when there is an issue. And I think we all need to be very more grown up as an industry 
It's not about this channel of choice for, for, for customers. Most customers are on everybody's database. Yeah. This thing about I own the customer, nobody owns the customer. Right. The customer owns themselves. I don't want to be owned by anybody at all. And therefore, I think it's really important that we, there, there are some learnings from that because all we want to do, everybody wants to do, is to make sure that we can make it as seamless as possible for the customer. And I think better, better communication better systems, better insights from that is really important. Okay, well said. Brilliant. All right, now uh, the slide came up a little bit early, but I want to put a slide up now. Uh, thank you. Now, these are some trends. I have shared them with the panel already. These are some trends that have been identified by Clear, uh, things that they're thinking are going to be uh, coming to the fore in the next couple of years. So we're looking to the future. This is the whole point of this panel. So I just want to, I guess, pick out a couple of them really and ask you, you know, if that's something that you're noticing in your businesses and what you're doing about it, I guess, really. And the first one I really wanted to pick up on um, was the one around um, families, actually. So, you know, we've talked about it a lot. We said there's more people wanting to cruise with families, uh, particularly multi-generational families. Um, we had an agent actually sent in some questions to Andy before this saying, larger family cabins are badly needed if we're able to complete, compete with the land-based holiday companies. So what are you doing uh, in that respect in terms of larger cabins and also in terms of promotions and offers? Because again, they're saying that land-based holiday companies are offering better two-for-ones and kids go free and all that kind of thing. So is that, what, how, are you re how are you responding to that family trend? I maybe start with, with you, Chris. You look yeah, keen. I mean, we've definitely seen more, more family bookings, more multi-generational bookings over the, over the last two to three years. Really, I think that's definitely a growing area. So it's been a key focus area for us in terms of actually looking at what's part of the cabin. So, you know, some families want PlayStation 4s and that. And we've, we've, we've invested in terms of the technology within the cabins. So you've got, got PlayStation 4s in not all cabins? Not in all cabins, in the family some. cabins, really. So, the, okay. So and I think it's looking about more broadly than that in terms of the entertainment offering. Uh, we definitely see um, different times of the year. We obviously have a different mix of our customers on board. So obviously the families in the UK market are very skewed to the school holiday period. So we make sure we dial up our entertainment offering for families in that period to, to make sure we accommodate for them. And we are building bigger rooms, you know, so our rooms um, have two bathrooms, um, they have more space. Um, I, I see you put singles up there as well, which is another yeah, you know, key point in the industry. That, yeah. And so we've got, we've got more single rooms on our ships, on most of our brands as well. And, and, you know, kids are great ambassadors of cruising. You know, if you can get the children on those ships, they become your ambassadors in the future. And they're still cruising when they're teenagers. Um, and again, multi-generational families. Everybody knows here the value of all being together, doing your own thing during the day, but coming together in the evening is such a valuable thing as, yeah. a, as a family. Okay. And I know not all of you are really appealing to families, but... Everyone's talking about millennials because we've got lots of people doing research on it. You know, Ted just talked about how they've been doing research on millennials. I know it's a target market for, for, for many of you. So, again, it's up there on the screen. What else can we do to try and switch on millennials and Gen Z, Gen X, sorry, into uh, cruising? They say they're already more positive about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 70%, I think, for, for, for more positive, which is great. I, I, get, I think we get a bit obsessed about age. Uh, I would say that, wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, 60s, the new 40s, we all know. Yes, of course. And, um, but joking apart, I do. I think, I think we get a bit obsessed about age. I think it's more about mindset. The reality yes. is 
We have nearly 300 incredible assets sailing around the world globally. Sorry, and river cruising, of course, will be another 2,000 coming in in 2020 as well. So um, sailing around the world uh, on an annual basis, of which during school holidays are a smaller chunk of them, yeah. right? So therefore, as a result of that, it's really important that we've got to understand it's more about mindset to me than age. Of course, then on board, there are numerous different things. And, you know, for the first time, I, I went on holiday with new to cruise family that I introduced with four kids, what kids, 16 to 24 kids to me. Now, Lynn and I, as a result of that, experienced parts of the ship we'd never experienced before because we probably not wouldn't me. be doing... Not me, not Not Lynn. Well, well hey, no, we don't oh, want to start hey. a rumour. We don't want to start a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> have been we, the, we are dressing the same. Near the though. knuckle. <laughs> Um, but, you know, bandioke, have you done bandioke? I do know no. then, actually. What I don't know oh, like Karaoke to a live band? To a live band. So I guess what I'm saying, it brings out the best in everybody, and that's the thing. So okay. are we going to get cruise ships full 365 days a year only with millennials and Jay-Z? Well, they probably haven't board. got the income yet. Right. So Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah, we get Jay-Z on board. <laughs> oh, God. This has taken a turn for the worse. <laughs> Trying to make it very serious, but Sorry. not with you around, Joe. But we, we aren't, are we? No, no, because they haven't. I was going to say, we have a big you know, fixation on millennials, but actually, they're probably not the people with the income necessarily or even the time to do it. But it's, but it's about this mindset and, and I guess at least appealing to them and getting it in, into their mindset now because they okay. might be the cruise of the future. Yeah, I think what's great about a lot of these trends up here is a lot of them, you know, you are perfect for new to cruise. So I think. You know, that is why we're here as clear, is the new to cruise um, sector. And, um, but also, don't forget, you know, we are an ageing population, so there's going to be plenty in that sector of the population as well to focus on. Okay. Um, but I think, Sorry, I think just to add to, to Joe's point as well, I think, uh, I think from a, a multi-generational perspective, I think it's more broader than that. I think we're seeing it across all demographics that things such as experiential is becoming more important. I think generally people are becoming less materialistic, so they want to immerse themselves in the local destinations and culture and, and do different experiences they can't do at home. Yeah. And I think the other thing is just people want things made easier for them these days, really, and I think we're all working on technology which does make things easier for, for our customers, whether that's through the pre-booking experience, whether that's on board, I think it's a real differentiator from land-based holidays where I think we're a lot ahead of the game in terms of what we're doing. I do want to pick up on the technology thing, but before we move on from that experiential thing, I think one of the, I can't see, but I'm sure one of them is all about wanting to go to more far-flung destinations and, uh, you know, expedition. And, you know, both of you have got ships that are really playing into that trend. So, um, obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a growing market, but with it comes risks. And, you know, sorry to bring it up, but obviously we had that situation in New Zealand. We've had, you know, cruise customers caught up in a volcanic eruption. So how are you going to sort of balance that demand for doing something really, really off the beaten track and making sure that obviously safety is at the heart of everything that you do? How's that going to work going forward? I mean, obviously, the New Zealand situation is quite horrendous. And as a corporation... Um, we're experiencing that firsthand. Um, it's, it's quite complex, you know. I mean, many people do... There are numerous different active volcanoes around the world. There are many places that you can go to around the world 
that clearly we're constantly looking at them to deem whether they are safe or and not. I think you you've get just taken them all. Currently, we your, have. Your yeah. So we, we, we have made off. a decision to take yeah. all active volcanoes off our opportunity to do short, short yeah. excursions. So I think there is a balance. Um, however, I think there is there is you know the consumer needs to be fully aware as to what the risks are. Um, and but there is more of a desire, I think, to Chris's point of actually doing trips that when you go to the destinations, and we're actually seeing that sort of the, from, the, from a voluntourism point of view, that you're actually more doing more authentic yeah. as opposed to the, you know, the sort of more mass market shore excursions that people are doing. And they actually want to feel that they're actually leaving something positive behind and giving back as opposed to just going to that destination. So more authenticism. As an industry, we're investing significantly in how we work together with the destinations as well. Yep. So that we make it more economically viable, offer employment, etc. cetera. Um, one of the islands that we're currently looking at um, in uh, uh, the Pacific, in Lalepa, is very much based on ecotourism, the whole sustainability mm-hmm. piece. So there are constantly industries working together on that. Can you ever prove demand. perfect safety and security you can't, but you can absolutely work towards it by the procedures that you take. But also, Excellent. I think we have such experts in our corporations. You know, when you look at the guys that we have who are going down to um, Antarctica, some of those guys have been down there 78, 80 times. Yeah. And they know so much about the destination. And I think that's key, you know, that so we've all So translating that for an agent, if they've got someone who's really keen to do something a little bit more adventurous yeah. but make sure you're booking them with a really experienced absolutely and uh, come to us we've, we've all got these experts and they're more than happy to share their information and you know even do events as well so yeah. i think it's it's a great way to get new to cruise to do these experts with us 40 new expedition ships coming in the next few years so it's you know and, and even though we've got this world at our feet and all these amazing places cruise lines seem to be building their own islands like a lot and more and more of them. So, um, are we going to see even more of that? You know, obviously, some some people, are, you know, some cruise lines are, you know, ahead of the game or, or doing it more than others. But is that a trend that we're going to continue seeing in the future? That more uh, creating your own place that's totally unique and obviously exclusive to your own lines. Well, I think it's all part of the experience and our um, Half Moon Key. It's a it's a nature reserve as well. So, to Joy's Joe's point, what's your name again? <laughs> you, can call, you can call me Lynn Joy. <laughs> Um, we're actually putting something back into that island as well because, you know, we've only developed a small part of the island and the rest we're actually, it is a nature reserve. So I think that's all part of it. But it, again, it's an added experience. We've yeah. got to keep evolving, changing, to, to keep giving ahead. Giving something new yeah, to yeah, attract yeah. new people. I'm conscious we've got to keep going. And Bernard, we haven't heard from you for a while, so we'll come to you. One of the things up there is about brand and uh, differentiation and making sure, you know... that. We or the cruise line set themselves apart better, so that I guess the consumers understand it, and obviously agents as well who are selling it. So, what what are you going to do as cruise lines? Because I I think there is I mean we've tried and tried, but there's still confusion about what each of you does and what you stands for. So, how are you uh, addressing that trend? Yes, I mean it's one of these things that you know we've we've got this other life choice thing that we thought that was great. It's a great sounding um, uh, slogan, and we thought people would get it. We went out to the consumer and the agents, and it obviously wasn't resonating. So we realised early on that we needed to be clearer, uh, more concise in how we put forward our messaging. And I think that that's something that we as an industry, I think brand differentiation as a whole is actually pretty good. 
and the, the, the clear site makes it very clear as well. You can see the different types of products out there. Uh, but I think it's about keeping it simple. We've so got to go you think there. you're good at brand differentiation. I mean, how important though is brand purpose? That's become a kind of a buzz phrase, uh, something celebrity really Very. hold a lot of store with. So what, what, how, is that going <clears> to <throat> become more important as younger people are, you know, we've talked about that. Yes. Giles said they yes. want a, a company that's sustainable, but there's other Absolutely. things that, that they find I mean, important. To me, it's up there with sustainability. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and again, there's lots of research on it. And from a brand, from a brand's point of view, uh, we know it from uh, staff acquisition and retention, uh, both shoreside and on the ships. Whenever I interview people now, one of the key things I say, you know, why us? It's a two-way thing. Our brand purpose always comes through. So it's really coming through. So much so that from a point of view, from a guest point of view as well, we have some guests that say, I don't, we don't like what you stand for. We don't like the fact that you're banging on about gender equality. We don't like the fact that you're so supportive of LGBT. And are, and are you comfortable and with that? Very. Right. So you're... You know what? Find another holiday. Yeah. So, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, when, when, you, when you work for, a, when you work for a, an organisation right from the top down, uh, from Richard Fain and Lisa lutoff Perlow, uh, in particular from the gender equality side, to go from 2% to 33% female officers is not an easy thing to do mm. in an industry that is as focused as... And we have wonderful, brilliant male uh, captains, colleagues, yeah. etc. To, to be able to, on March the 8th, International Women's Day, have uh, a Celebrity Edge, which all of the senior roles on board that mm. ship, 27 women, all of them will be fulfilled by women from 16 different countries, three of whom are British. And we've worked really hard to do that, really hard. And I think the only role that we can't fulfill is Chief Engineer, and that's a shame. Oh, well, can we borrow her? Oh, don't. Mark, She'll be Mark the Is that all right? Well, sisters. Oh. <laughs> we'll borrow her, March the 8th. Okay. Then we got I thought you were going to just pinch but, her. But joking apart, it is. I mean, as Luxury Larry says, sell on price, lose on price. Absolutely. And, and so you've got to have some other thing to hang your hat yes, on. Yes, and that's to, okay. Gonna... That's the, from, from a brand purpose and walking the talk. You can't just rainbow wash. You can't just say it. You've got to do it. Okay, excellent. Well said. Tech, let's just quickly cover off technology. Obviously, there's been lots of developments. It's all around personalization. It's around frictionless travel. Uh, Ocean Medallion, we've heard a lot about that. You know, are, are we, what, what else? What's the next thing? What are we going to see? Is it facial recognition to get... I mean, people are probably doing that already. Got I it. think. Yeah. I was going to say, I've been, I've been to your lab, actually, in Miami and trialed it out. So I've been to your innovation lab. So what's Didn't the next let you thing? In. Yeah, I know. They were like, no chance. Um, what's the next thing? And is it, is it about, you know, the onboard? Is it, is it for the customer or is the focus on sort of making it more seamless to, be, you know, to help the sale? What, what's the next thing in technology? Go on, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be about technology with purpose. It's got to be stuff that customers actually want. There's no point doing things for the sake of doing things. So, yeah, we, we, we've done quite a bit in the last 12 months. So Phil talked about selecting a cabin. We've now got that, that pre-bookable experience for customers now so they can select their cabin when they do their booking. So these are the sort of things that we're sort of moving quite quickly on. Uh, you know, we're developing that onboard app. It's a very iterative thing, really, where you can develop that quite quickly, and it's really a focus for us to almost understand from our customers what they want and try and develop it as quickly as possible. Okay, and the, the customer journey as well, from the time they book right until they travel, 
taking it so that they can actually be in charge of that journey and you create a constant touch point with them so that there's an engagement there, not just a case of they booked and then they travel. So it's along the same lines as the app. Uh, but on board as well, there's something just very simple that I noticed on the last cruise I did that they're using the little tablets to take the, um, the, the meal choices in the dining room. That gets messaged straight out to the restaurant. So it means the wait Saving staff... Time. That's it. And the wait staff have time to be able to talk to the people at the table and actually nice. engage with them. And it just means it's a much more personal experience. Okay, that's nice. Andy, should we come to you for the questions from the app? Oh, no, he's not ready. <laughs> Sorry, what? Were you just uh, doing your email? <laughs> Bored. So we had a couple of questions about sustainability, actually. So the first one around, um, have all brands now committed to getting rid of single-use plastics? And the second question that came in via Twitter was around whether cruise lines will now market their sustainability credentials. Okay, that's interesting. Um, have you committed? Have we got? Have we got well, a I don't. I can't talk about every cruise line, obviously. Um, I think as an industry, what's really important. I think we've mentioned it earlier, and the exec meetings, the execcom meetings that we have. We ha our last one actually is a commitment that we absolutely now will produce um, pub speak, as Stuart calls it, um, communication for all the agency community on sustainability and everything the industry is doing. And further on from, you know, Dr. Andy's great talk um, earlier today, you know, we are doing a lot as an industry, but we've sort of tended to steer away from it historically. Um, you know, our, our Save the Waves program started in, you know, 1997. Nobody, very few land-based industry people are even thinking about that. We have environmental officers on all the ships. There is so much that we're doing. So, we'll, so we need, will you put it we in will your be, marketing? Absolutely. And you it will. will be, we will have more hands raised next year, right, team? saying, yes, I've read it, I get it, I understand it. And more importantly, I'm letting consumers know that. Okay, same for yes, you. But yes, plastics, absolute commitment from RCL Group. Yes, so it's the same for our group, but I think it's about uh, making it simple for the consumer. So I think we talked about five things to start with that everybody can focus on. Because some of it's really, I mean, Stuart's brilliant, all this stuff he knows about... You know, Don't do it LNG too and so. I mean, we've got to make it simple but it's for quite the consumer. And so we've got to keep because, it simple. Yeah. You know, the, the, how much is the consumer actually asking when they're booking their cruise holiday? That's one thing. But let's make it more simple. But my my girls who are 21 and 19, they're really on it. You know, they're really on this. No, no plastic anywhere oh, and, and water bottles yeah. yes yeah. I, I know what you mean um, we've got to wrap this up I just want to ask you because we've got agents in the room uh, how do you want agents to operate differently in 2020 and beyond in order to help you get more new to cruise or just to help grow your business what could they do what can be your sort of advice or your plea to agents what would you like to see them do to help you achieve your goals well, the, those that are in the high street, we've, we've heard a lot about the high street since, um, since the Thomas Cook issue. And I was talking about this last night. I just, I'm quite excited about all these new uh, retail shops and the state of the high street as it is. I just hope that travel and cruise is part of travel. We can work harder within the high street with maybe other local businesses to try and bring more um, guests into the high street but whereas where the travel agent or the, the shop is part of that community and then we can use that as a as a new platform so i think 
you know, the messaging and, and just being out there about travel and all the things we talked about, but how do we engage the local community, whether it's charities or the local bakery or the local businesses, commerce, how we can use what's happening in so the high street for travel. Lots of doing that brilliantly, but yeah. you'd like to see more of it yeah. and you'd be very prepared to support it. Yes, I it. would, yes. Okay, all right, Bernie, final word, because I think we uh, need to wrap up. Yeah, I think as well, come to us. You have ideas, you might think they're crazy, but we'll listen to any idea that you've got. And I'll tell you, some of them really work. Okay, brilliant. What a place to end. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in thanking Joe, Lynn, Bernie and Chris. So that's all from us this week. What did you think? Let us know across social media using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on all the latest news and exclusive interviews each week. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz and I'll see you again next week. Happy cruising.